Hi, my name's Brendan Watt, and welcome to the One Choice from Change podcast, where I give you the tools to create something totally different beyond the status quo, and where you get to become as different as you are. What if there is nothing wrong with any of the choices you've made up until now? I'm inviting you to be aware that every choice creates something. So, what will you choose today? Hi, everybody. Welcome to the One Choice from Change podcast. I am here today with the lovely Diva Diaz again. Hello, Diva. Hello, Brendan. And we're still in lockdown, kind of. It's <laughs> interesting. I mean, in Houston at the moment, they're starting to open up restaurants and things like that. And, it, and I went out yesterday and I went into a cafe and it was just interesting to see how now that people can get out, how it's just kind of eerie out there they're like how close can i come to you but oh, world's changing yeah. yeah that's true so you do a specialty class with access called x-men I what's do. x-men about oh my god it's about the most awesome thing in the world of course <laughs> it's about um people who've been labeled with different disabilities from ocd to adhd and autism and people who haven't been labelled, but maybe have some of those characteristics. Yeah, we just have a really different way of looking at it. We don't see any event as wrong or as a problem to be fixed. What we do is we help empower those people and um, yeah, give them tools so they have a different possibility and they can access some of their talents and abilities. Yeah. And so it's like, so the categories they put people in, it's like autism, ADHD, OCD, Asperger's. Yeah. bipolar and it was interesting when I started access years ago well 10 years ago now it was like I thought everything that came into my head was mine and I'd constantly be on this it'd be like ah I remember when I started learning the tool who does it belong to and I realized that I just thought that if I thought that that thought was mine and I was going why am I going crazy with this yeah. but that recognition of that we are really aware of what's going on around us and what I see we do with you know the way a lot of people talk about it is like you said they look for the problem and they go okay mm. so what's wrong here because you're not normal and what we've talked about and what you talk about as well with this is that it's such a an ability True. and we called it we called it the x-men because it's like for any of you guys who have seen the x-men it's like they all are completely different while all having this special gift that they they can use because they acknowledge that it's a gift. Like once they start, like that's one of the things I love about in the earlier films of X-Men, when they start acknowledging that it's a gift, how it grows and they actually can start using it while yeah. they thought it was a problem. They had no control over it and they had, they just didn't know what to do with it. That's so true. So what's some of the stuff you talk about? What Like what's some of the tools you give in your classes for people with well, who are going, I, well, I think all the time and I don't know what to do and I've been diagnosed with autism or I'm OCD or I'm all of them like me. Yeah, well, I think it's a, the basic, kind of like the foundational tool is really what you were speaking about where we think that everything that we think is our own thought just because we yeah. hear it in our head or that everything that we feel is our own feeling just because we can feel it or every emotion we have belongs to us too. And 
For me, one of the tools that's given me most change that I, you know, I always talk about is the question, who does this belong to? For everything, for everything. So the way you use it, and I mean, Dane here describes it brilliantly on YouTube. So if you guys can go and check it out, but it's basically for every single thought, feeling, and emotion, ask, who does this belong to? And if it gets lighter at all, it's not yours. So just return to senders. And if it gets heavier, then you've bought it as yours. So then you just say, pock and pod everywhere I bought it as mine. <laughs> and can I just add that what a time to have that tool as right now on this planet. Absolutely. I mean, for how many of you are you going, oh, I don't have a sense of future. I don't have a sense of myself. I don't have, I'm worried about finances. I'm worried about my relationship. I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried if there's going to be a world political battle it's like with yeah. what's going on with all the governments at the moment and it's like how much are you just aware of what's going on in everybody else's world and it, the other thing with it is it doesn't actually allow you to be in question with what's true for you like to yeah, get exactly. to your knowing you can't have it filtered through other people's knowings you have to get to that <laughs> place where what do I know here not what does everybody know and how do I deal with that yeah well, and that's the interesting thing, because as you're saying, it's like, if it's a worry, we just assume that it's normal to worry. So we don't even question if that worry belongs to us. We just instantly try and fix what the worry is about, rather than recognizing that like, what if you isn't being, what if you don't, what if your inherent state isn't that of worry and angst and depression and sadness and uncertainty, <laughs> you know, because anything that's remotely heavy is not you. It's just something that's going on around you. Yeah. And it's also, we go to the thing of, well, if I'm, if it's there, it's wrong. So how do I get out of the wrongness rather than right. what if it wasn't wrong? What if you were aware of a future right now that was undefinable, but also because you can't predict it, it has that sense of unknowing. Yeah. I was talking to Gary the other day and he said, my knowing was based on what I knew before. And now that's all gone away based on the future changing. And I was like, it's so true because we go, well, mm -hmm. I know based on what I've known. But now it's like the world has definitely changed. And it's made, for me, it's made my life easier actually acknowledging, okay, the world has changed dynamically. Yeah. And <laughs> how do we get to a different place with that? based on what we actually know and based on what we are as beings, not what we've done in the past. Yeah. Well, you know, the interesting thing as well is that that thing with acknowledging that the world is changing and is different. It's so interesting because we're so taught as well to live in this kind of insular, very often self-interested universe, whether we yeah. <laughs> want to accept that or not, you know, where we're convinced that everything that's going on around us is because of us, or we've done something wrong, or we're not doing enough, rather than recognizing, oh, there's a lot of stuff going on on a global level that I might be perceiving, which for X-Men is always going to be about 10,000 times more intense than for everyone else. Definitely. Well said, because it's like with autism. I mean, they are aware of everything that's going on in everybody's head for, what, at least five to ten miles around them? Thousand. At least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thousand. But it's like I've realised times where I'm like, I have to take the dog out. And I'm like, what? I don't have a dog. 
<laughs> but it's like, but the level of awareness that you have of what goes on on in everybody else's heads, when we start looking at it, you go, okay, what if I was connected to everybody else on the planet right mm-hmm. now, which we are, we are, yeah. but we go, like you said, the self-interest thing, well, it must be something I've done wrong. It must be about me. What have I done to contribute to this? But that's not really the place that we get to where we can actually contribute to something different. Yeah. Neither for ourselves or for anyone else. <laughs> so Yeah. So that who does it belong to tool really is a gift. When So we recommend doing it for three days, three days nonstop. If every thought, feeling, and emotion that comes up to you asks, who does this belong to? Do you know something funny about this? Years mm-hmm. ago, I called Gary and I was whining about something in my life. I was like, oh, I can't <laughs> do this. This is terrible. And so he asked me, have you done Who Does This Belong To for three days? And I was like, Gary, of course. I mean, get with the program. I've done it like five times for three days. And he was, and he replied, great. So everyone has to do it for three days. You have to do it for six months. <laughs> I love that. And I was like, mm, that is not what I was expecting you to say. But I did it. It was, I'm not even going to lie. It was work. But yeah. what I thought to myself was if I put even 10% of the energy that I put into worrying and stressing about my life, if I just put 10% of that into asking who does this belong to, it's got to get better. Like really. <laughs> <laughs> and it changed so much for me because all the places where like I couldn't seem to change things or there was just like, you know, you wake up groggy, you can't seem to change it or certain things just kind of kick off this autopilot reaction and you, all of that stuff started to fall away, which is really the magic of, of that question. Yeah, it is the magic of that question. And like you said, <laughs> it's a little bit of work, but you've got to actually do it if you want to change something yeah. with it. Yeah. And what a time in the world to have a sense of you. I mean, imagine if it took three days or six months to actually have none of that stuff anymore where you had you had to be the effect of everything else that was going on around you, but you were just aware of it. Yeah. I was talking to Gary years ago and he, he said, every single thing that shows up in your universe is not yours. And it blew my head away for like six months. I was like, oh, how could none of it be mine? Who would I be if none of that stuff that I'm aware of is mine? I would just be total choice. I could yeah. choose in every moment to be the effect of something or to not be the effect of something or to recognize, okay, because I'm aware does that mean I have to do anything with it or does it just mean I'm aware? And what, what I did for a long time was it like, was if I'm aware of it, I have to change it because it's too uncomfortable or I don't know how to deal with it, which is why the who does it belong to tool is so valuable because it's just because you're aware of it doesn't mean something's wrong or doesn't mean there's something that you have to do with it. You're just aware of it. Can I ask you something then too, because you know, we talk a lot about awareness in access, and of course, with X Men a lot. And I recognize the place where, you know, it's so easy for us to fall into the trap of thinking that awareness means your mind, it means cognitive mm-hmm. knowing. Like, what's that shift been like for you? Because obviously, going from thinking everything that you think is yours to nothing in your universe that shows up is yours, that's it's quite a leap. Yeah. It is quite a leap, but it it takes getting to not having a point of view about it or a judgment of it. Like if it was all just, okay, this is, it is what it is. And the other thing that helped me is recognizing that 
everybody has choice. So we have 8 billion plus people on the planet right now. And we, a lot of us who are caring people will look at it and go, well, that's, that shouldn't be happening. That shouldn't be happening. I care for those people. I want to change that for them. But you cannot change anything for anybody else if they're not willing to make another choice. And this is, a lot of people don't want to hear this because it's like, well, but, you know, what about the people who are on the streets? What about the people who have this going on? It's not about seeing it as I don't care. Yeah. It's seeing it as, yeah, I care, but I also care enough to know that you have choice. And if you don't make a different choice, then I can't care for you enough to contribute to you changing it. Yeah, and that's empowering. I mean, it, it can be really confronting yeah. to look at, but it's super empowering too, because otherwise, if you're on the receiving end of that, you're you're there having everybody trying to fix you. So yeah. what's the underlying point of view? That you're a problem that needs to be fixed. And yeah. that's so much of what the X-Men have delivered at them all the time. Yeah, big time. And yeah. I know for myself, and how about for you? It's like when somebody tries to fix you or change you, what do you do? run a mile and do the entire opposite of what they yeah want. You're, you're like let me do more of what you hate about me yeah yeah you know so it's like it really is so so we did the who does it belong to tool the other tool is every point of view that comes up in your world is interesting point of view that i have the point of view that i need to help this person yeah. interesting point of view i have the point of view that they should change interesting point of view I have the point of view I should change see the thing is with like even when we have that point of view and we go I need to change then we've already gone into judgment yeah you're already judging that which you think you need to change because if you didn't judge it you wouldn't have to change it you could recognize that you choose it in the moment you choose it because you can choose it yeah. And also, isn't it interesting how we think that our points of view are even real and we forget yeah. that we chose to have them at some point. We didn't have that point of view and then we chose it. So yeah. how easy is it actually to choose something different rather than rummaging through what we've decided is wrong that we need to change? And I love how you talk about choice in that sense, you know, like the name of this podcast, you're just one choice from change. Mm -hmm. It's way easier than we can imagine. Well, it's way easier, but you've got to do the biggest task of all to start with is you have to get, wait for it, you have to get <laughs> your head from out of your ass. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and it's like, and trust me, I know all about this. I've got, a, I've, I've got many techniques for it because my head still goes up there occasionally. But it's like, you've got to recognize, okay, I'm choosing it. So what's, the, but see, but in that, like I said, it's like, I'm choosing it. Enjoy choosing it. Yeah. Rather than I'm choosing it, this is wrong. I need to change, but you won't change something that you will not make a different choice for. And this is what we do is we, we look outside of us. We go, well, I have to change my money problem. So first of all, you've eliminated that you chose the money problem. And then you go, okay, I need to change it. But you're not looking at, I'm choosing it. It's like, for me, I was talking to, once again, Gary, I talk to him a lot because you know, <laughs> I used to be really fucked up, but now I just am not so much. But, anyway, <laughs> but I was talking to him once about, 
something that was going on in my life. And, and I said, it was something I was judging myself for. And I can't remember specifically the, the part of it, but I was like, I need to change. And he was like, no, you don't need to change. You need to be it so that you can see if that's what you want to choose to be. And I went, wow. In that one sentence, I realized my whole life, I desired to change the things I decided were wrong with me rather than see that I was choosing them and then go, okay, is this truly what I want to choose or could I make another choice here? And that's such a huge topic. It's incredible. And even like, I know, you know, kind of bringing it around again, but to the thing of, of these labels and stuff, it's so easy to forget that these people also have choice. Yeah. To whatever extent they do, and I'm not talking about fixing the symptoms of these disabilities or whatever, but that they do have choices that they haven't acknowledged and we haven't acknowledged yet. But it's the same thing that you're saying. If we're seeing that that's not possible, and we're not, if we're discounting the fact that we even have choice, choice in the way that we react to people, choice in what we're yeah. projecting that a situation is, then what are we kind of putting out there? Well, it's like if you... I mean, let's say with somebody who's been labeled autistic. So it's like they've been projected at them constantly that there's something wrong with them. Mm. So when somebody projects at you so dynamically that there's something wrong with you, you buy the projection as what's true for you. So you go, okay, there's something wrong with me. Everybody tells me there's something wrong with me, so there must be something wrong with me. And it's like when I've worked with, well, not only a lot of kids, but a lot of people that have been labeled with things. And even the question of, okay, what's the gift about you that you've never seen? Because most of us, what we'll do is we'll go, well, but I've been told I'm wrong. I need to find what's wrong with me before I can even get to anything that could be a gift. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have to You have to ask for the gift of you to know that there's nothing wrong with you. Absolutely. And it's different world when you function from that place it's like with um i mean one of my favorite movies with this in mind is temple granded i mean what i've watched that so many times (laughs) and i was talking i was talking to you about it and we were talking about someone that's in the access staff and i was like she needs to watch this movie yeah and so I, (laughs) i i tell this girl and i'm like okay you need to watch this movie because it was so her and but but she'd been so resisting it her whole life and so she watches this I lent her my iPad I was like go and get my iPad it's on my iPad watch the movie she comes back an hour and a half later when the movie's finished and she goes I hate that movie never asked she's never asked me one question about the movie since and I was like well that's funny when you see yourself in something that you don't want to see yourself in you will You'll never want to look at it again. That's but, isn't that incredible? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, I won't do that again. Well, but that just shows how much our point of view creates a reality because you could watch that movie from so many different angles. I saw it two days ago as well because I was, I was facilitating an X-Men class and I was like, let me just remember Temple and her magical mm-hmm. ways. And it's true. You can look at it. And every time I see something different and you can see like the trouble and the strife and how she's just awkward and weird and doesn't fit in. Or you could look at it and see the brilliance that is just beyond, like you can't categorize it. It's actually really hard to even perceive unless you're willing to be open 
to see that level of brilliance. Yeah, I would be considered somebody who can function quite well in this world. But I've also learned different ways of how I can project myself into this reality. It's like if I want to be seen as somebody who needs to be heard, I'm going to dress well. I'm going to I'm going to look like somebody who you want to listen to. But it's like when I watch that, it's like there was so many parts of that movie when I went, oh, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. But it's like she saw her way that she could project herself into the world and get everything that she desired and she never gave herself up and it was such a gift to watch it's like truly what if we was all so different so different but that willingness to be that different is such the gift the world needs and especially now I'm going to keep saying especially now because especially now yeah well I think especially now from forever now moving forward because everything's just different yeah but I love that you're saying about how yeah how she projected herself into her way because we there is this thing where we're we all kind of like are open to the concept of oh we're all so different let's bring our unique gift into the world yet we all kind of want to bring it into the world in a very similar way whereas Mm -hmm. with someone like Temple Grandin she got into you know like how do you call it like slaughter like meat slaughtering slaughtering the, yeah the abattoirs the yeah. yeah I mean how random of all things and that to me just always reminds me like this is probably not going to show up the way that I think it is if I'm willing to, to be as different as I am I've got to stop looking for inspiration and ideas where I already know they exist I've got to really be willing to just get out there get out of the box and just do something entirely different yeah and she like yeah and she did something entirely different. Like you wouldn't see how do I make a change on the planet with working in an abattoir with relaxing the cows. So when they, yeah. they actually, they were already giving themselves to something different, you know, for food, yeah. they were already doing that, but she saw a way that she could actually relax them and show them the gift that they are also. Yeah. If that they contribute to, everything on the planet but it's like that's what we do when we're willing to be different if you have no judgment of it you can show everybody how that difference in them also is what contributes to everything on the planet so watch that if you haven't watched it and go to one of david's classes what's your how do they how do people (laughs) find you davidiaz.com or on the access consciousness site cool you know i'm online I'm on, <laughs> if you're not online right now, you know, exactly. nobody's going to find you. Everything's <laughs> online. I mean, I went online to do some online shopping last night. because so I was like, oh, shit, I'm running out of things. And everything that I wanted was sold out. No way. And I was like, oh, apparently everybody's got the same idea right now. <laughs> so anyway, allow plenty of time if you need online deliveries. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Cool. Well, thanks, honey. Thanks for being on here again. You're Thank amazing. You so You're wonderful. I'm very grateful. Thanks for having me. And just me know on. that you can find Eva around the world doing these classes. Well, not around the world at the moment because she's in the UK, but you can get online. Yeah, you can be around stuff. the world and I'll be at home. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks, guys, for listening. Oh, and the other thing I need to start remembering is I want to ask you guys to subscribe. To something how do they do that 
Yeah. So on the website, One Choice From Change, you can subscribe. Okay. And tell everybody, subscribe. Subscribe, everyone. Out tell your friends. Tell please your family. help me. Please, please, please. <laughs> okay. Thank you. If you found this helpful, please share it and subscribe at onechoicefromchange.com. Until next time, you're only one choice from change.